1: uh, policing plan is in place to basically keep him alive. It's more about the potential consequences of what, what could happen when people are firing, you know, multiple shots from high-velocity weapons in housing estates where children are playing and uh, people are going about their business. I think there's been only six gangland murders this year, but there could have been easily three on the same night.
0: I'm Nicola Tallent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals Drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Three gangland shootings in one night. One drug dealer dead. A hitman on the run. And a feuding mob baying for revenge. Today, I'm talking with Irish independent crime correspondent Ken Foy about the violence that has erupted in gangland and about the three separate murder attempts in one night. We discuss the reasons behind the murder of Cormac Berkeley, the attempt on the life of notorious criminal James Nelly Walsh, and the repeated attempts to shoot fingerless gangster Mr Flashy and his young associate. Is this surge in violent gun attacks a fallout from the collapse of the Kinahan Empire? Or is a bullet just a way of doing business in the chaotic underworld? This Is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Ken, I wonder, is this, you know, these various feuds that are going on. So there's three shootings the other night. None of them are essentially linked at all. They're different feuds, different reasons behind them. But that sort of overall look at Irish gangland it's become a little bit chaotic and a lot of these feuds maybe wouldn't have been taking place had the Kinnahans still that iron grip they had once over the country, over all the gangs. And I suppose in the background with the collapse of that uh, Kinahan organisation, what we're seeing is people coming up, vying for territories, feeling comfortable about um, going for one another uh, again. And, you know, maybe there's
1: more of this to come. Well, it it certainly, it it was a a very violent night where you had uh, three shootings basically in the space of just over three hours. Um, Would it happen on on the Kinahan watch, if you like? Maybe not. Um, They knew shootings were bad for business before, obviously, their feud with the Hutch Mm. organisation broke out. Um, Would we expect this kind of thing to happen again? Uh, i would i would ha- unfortunately i would have to say yes um in in ways all three shootings are, are linked to the, the fallout of the Kinahan cartel in a sense yeah
0: and like you know i suppose the kinahans were so all powerful at one point that it's not surprising to say that because they have links into most gangs or you can anywhere you look really in the country at a gang you can kind of say they were either supplied by the Kinnahans or they were associated with them in some point, some way. But I suppose to start with, because they are three separate incidents. They did happen in one night, which is coincidental. But the first one really there, Nelly Walsh, and he has survived previously. Um, Nellie Walsh was shot up in Carlow. He was living in... Uh, as he believed, undercover or in hiding in Wexford. But he had travelled up to Carlow with a partner to buy a car and was very lucky to survive this. But he's a very significant gangland character. He's under threat from senior associates of the Kinahan organisation. And he has already survived another shooting, literally in a matter of weeks, hasn't he?
1: Yes. Um, on October 25th last, he was lured to a housing estate in Talla. Where he was very lucky, just to um, sustain minor graze injuries after being um, attacked with a Uzi submachine gun. Uh, he spent a couple of days in hospital after that, and realised that Dublin was not the safest place for him. And he located to a to a place in County Wexford uh, where a massive uh, Garda uh, policing plan is in place to basically keep him alive um it's involving undercover gardi um armed support units uh so during the during the week or sorry on Monday he went to carlo to buy a car now gardi said that very very few people knew that his plan was to go up there in fact he spoke to guards 2 hours before he went up there and didn't say anything about his plans and Within two minutes of him being dropped at the location to buy a car, another car drove up um, with a gunman inside and fired four shots at him. None of them hit him. And he proceeded to... That's pretty lucky, isn't he? Well, he proceeded just to, to, to take the vehicle and drive back to his location in County Wexford and is refusing to cooperate with the Guard investigation in any way.
0: Look, people out there who are victims of crime or who maybe feel that there has been a slow enough response to a call they may have made might be very angered by the idea that so much resources are being put into keeping a guy like this alive. He has chosen um, a violent existence and he has gone to war with people himself. And we maybe will come back to that, the reasons why he's been shot. But, um, you know, I suppose... It's a difficult one because the guards cannot allow somebody who's under threat allow this sort of thing, because in case an innocent person gets killed as well, with you know, you can't just sort of uh, know somebody is under critical threat and allow them live amongst a community without a
1: policing presence. Well, that's exactly the point, Nicola. And for example, um, where the shooting occurred on Monday evening with Nellie Walsh, a number of children um, live, in, live in that housing estate. In fact, th- there's was, there was two children under the age of 14 uh would normally be in the house at the time that, that shooting happened. Um, so it's the same situation where he lives in County Wexford. So it's not so much about keeping uh, Nellie Walsh alive per se. It's, it's the fact that reckless gunmen, they fire shots innocent people can be killed and I suppose that is the priority it's 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 not so much about um the guards keeping Walsh alive it's it's more about the consequences of um or the potential consequences of uh, what, what could happen when people are firing you know multiple shots from high velocity weapons in housing estates where children are playing and you know people are going about their their business. Like, how
0: would you describe Walsh as a criminal, and what is the background to all this? Why are people trying to kill
1: him? Well, Walsh is a hitman. Um, he, long before the Hutchkinahan feud, he was, you know, he's, he's suspecting a number of murders. Um, he served a 10 year jail sentence. Uh, he, on, he only got out in July in relation to an um, uh, attempted murder on a, a, a guy called Michael Fraser. Um, who there was a number of assassination attempts on him back in 2014. Um, Walsh uh, shot him. But Fraser again. He he didn't cooperate with Gardy. But Walsh, when he shot Fraser, um, actually shot himself in the leg. Uh, he was he was uh, nominated a suspect very quickly and pleaded guilty. He pleaded guilty to um, to charges and received a 10 year jail sentence. But He's been a marked man. He was a marked man in prison. He's, I suppose, considered one of the most under threat people in, in the entire country, really.
0: And what sort of age group is he? Mid-30s, is it?
1: He is. He's, 30, he's 36 year old. He's from Clendalkin originally. But he, he cannot stay there because uh, the particular Kinhen faction that he is feuding with, that, that are determined to kill him, are are basically their stronghold is where he's from the condalcan area and
0: is it suspected that he was paid to carry out that hit on michael fraser or was it a personal gripe he had did he go about that shooting uh, uh, you
1: know himself as opposed to being employed to do it it's it's it was not personal it's believed to have been just business he's believed to have been paid for that and and for other um shooting incidents
0: and of course, the sort of the one of the top men in that rival gang that, you know, he's who are, are have have him under threat is Patrick Keating, jailed for directing a gang who attempted to kill James Mago Gately and in Portlaoise prison. The earlier attack that he survived with the machine gun, um that is suspected of being organised by Keating from behind bars.
1: Yes. Um but it's, I suppose N- Nelly Walsh has so many enemies there's a I suppose for legal reasons we won't, won't name him but there's a South Inner City criminal who survived uh, who was left disfigured um, after surviving a gun attack uh, almost a decade ago um, in, in a shooting which again Nelly Walsh is a suspect and it's understood that this guy um, who's also close links to the Kinan cartel has put up 200,000 euro um, to have uh, Walsh killed. Um, and he's also he would also be the chief suspect kind of for a botched uh, shiv attack where someone tried to um, disfigure uh, Walsh in Mountjoy prison uh, a number of years ago while he was serving that sentence. Uh, so he is in very serious bother with very serious criminals who are very closely aligned to the Kinahan cartel.
0: And of course, when he got out of jail in July, there was an alert put on because, as is always the case with these gangs, you will, and why they don't actually give information to people who are under Jim, which is the Garda information message that is a threat to their lives, they don't actually tell them who is threatening them because their first reaction within that world is to kill or be killed. So uh, I think an associate of Patrick Keating disappeared out to spain when walsh was released so he was kind of keeping himself alive but that that is that kind of sense within this particular um, both assassinate assassination attempts on walsh it's that killer be killed sort of sentiment
1: yeah well there, there's certainly a feeling that uh, walsh is kind of running out of runway um it's it's hard be, because of his very volatile nature um it's hard to even imagine who is going to continue to do business with him. Um for example, the demand that uh, he he went to do a transaction to to you know to buy a car with. Uh but it seems uh, this on Monday it seems that this guy had really no idea who he was dealing with. And in the chaos that happened in that attempted murder where there was four shots fired from in that drive by shooting from a handgun. This guy who was selling Walsh the car. Ended up having to cower basically down on the back seat of the of the of the very ve- of the very vehicle. And uh, a bullet ended up being lodged in, into that car. He could have easily been killed. He didn't know who he was dealing with. So I guess for Walsh, like who would want to do business with someone that is under this level of threat? You'd, you'd imagine like where who's who's going to sell, Who's going to provide him with drugs, guns? Um, at, because of what's happening to him. Like, he's, he really is running out of runway. I, I can't see much of a future for him, Nicola, to be honest with you.
0: And does anyone provide him with protection? Has he the money for that? Or is he literally out there on his own, a lone wolf now?
1: He's, pre, he's, he, he's living with his partner. It seems, as time goes on, he seems to be really struggling. He, this is a guy, uh, we won't name the town in County Wexford, um, that went around. It's a small enough place. We're going around in a bulletproof vest into pubs and, and locals obviously were looking at him and he had no problem basically saying, do you know who I am? I'm the I'm the lad who was shot in Tala." Like this is the brain power here. It's, it's, yeah. it's not looking great for him, I have to say. Mm,
0: mm. The, um, interestingly like that they, he, he'll go to Wexford for, you know, a bit of a safety as such. A lot of the senior figures in crime gangs and some of these hitmen do actually go to these smaller towns. You can see it all the time. Meads, they don't stray too far from Dublin usually. They're mainly going to the surrounding counties, but... Certainly up in Meads, there was a a, a situation there where there was quite a lot of senior organised crime figures living in houses in rural communities, essentially, um, and travelling in and out of the city. And I think even in Westmead, I know certainly Mullingar, there's certainly a few serious criminals based around there as well. And they will, you know, come in and out of the city they believe that they're not known in the region. Obviously, if you're Nelly Walsh and you're going into a pub and telling everyone it's a different situation. But um, yeah, it's not just really a problem anymore for communities in Dublin
1: where these shootings are going to occur. It's wherever they go, they bring trouble with them. Yeah, we've seen this as well in... There's a, a couple of towns, what comes to mind is County Leash, where um, the Port Arlington, for example, became a, a kind of a hub for... Uh, not just Dublin criminals, but Limerick criminals. It seemed to, It's easy access to the motorway. It's it's very near the two big jails, Port Leash and Midlands. And, uh, you know, you're only really an hour from Dublin and you're really only almost the same from Limerick. And uh, it le- led to an awful lot of problems there. And I think the guards in, in the area have the situation pretty much under control in terms of multiple charges against uh, serious criminals, but... Yeah, it's, it's it's strange the way some some towns, some areas can be, um, you know, become criminal hubs almost. I, I think you know it, it just the location suits criminals. It's the the criminal commuter belt, I suppose, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So look, Walsh was lucky on Monday night, and um, you know he remains under that critical threat level. Um, as you say, he's running out of rope. We could be talking about him again, I'd say, shortly by the sounds of things. I think we might be, Nicola. But over to Finglas and this ongoing feud there, which is really the fallout of the the dismantlement of the Kinnahan organisation. You have the flashy gang and you have the other grouping that were once part of the flashy gang, but they've split um, and the shooting on a close associate of mr flashy as we have to call him because we can't name him for legal reasons uh is 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 that back again to the murder of james whelan shot in april by um by his former gang oh definitely
1: um when the reports started coming in on monday night i guess of this shooting um there was it was never any doubt that this was Linked to what we call the fingless feud, we've discussed it on your podcast a number of times, Nicola. Um, there's been dozens of very violent incidents, assaults, bomb attacks, shootings. Um, miraculously, in one way, only one murder, and as you, that is of Mister Whelan. But it would be definitely his associates would be the chief suspects for what happened on Monday. So Mister um, Flashy, as we call him, and he's very close associate, younger guy, twenty one year old. Um, they're facing very serious feud-related charges, which means they're on bail at the moment. And as part of their bail conditions, they have to sign on every day at Fingers Garda Station. So their primary belief is what happened is that they were being watched while they a taxi dropped them off and they signed on um, at the Garda Station. They got back into the taxi and... Uh, a very short time later, that taxi was rammed. Um, the two indivi- individuals, the two criminals, uh, jumped out of a car. Um, the vehicle that had, uh, a gunman exited vehicle that had rammed them and um, fired a number of shots. Again, a residential area, again, completely reckless. Mr. Flashy himself, um, just like Nelly, Wall, she seems to have nine lives. He wasn't hit. But his younger associate was shot um, in the buttocks and in the arm. Um, he was He's still in hospital being treated for his injury. Such
0: a volatile situation. And of course, as I mentioned, Whelan uh, was once part of Flashy's mob while, while it was under the umbrella of the Kinnahan organisation. And I think that Flashy mob used to go around threatening people because of that. They very much used the kinahan name and were seen as a kind of a, you know, a subsection of it, a younger subsection of it. Uh, Whelan, ambitious young man, decided he'd try and go out on his own and uh, that led to this war. It's a kind of a war of egos, isn't it? And um, it's not going to end until one or the other side win. Do you think that that whole Kinnahan hutch feud, the idea that the Kinnahans rained down terror on their um, their rivals and were able to do that, do you see that kind of happening in the likes of Finglas, where these younger mobs are trying to completely silence them? Because after Whelan, of course, was di- died, his family home was attacked. Um, his mother was lucky to escape, and there's been other kind of attacks on his grave and all. It's 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 a real kind of an overkill, almost, you know. But it's it, is it about trying to assert power?
1: Yes, I suppose in a way that the. De- de- the feud itself um, had been relatively quiet. The guards have had uh, some fairly good successes in terms particularly of seizing firearms, but also drugs. Um, And what you have in Finglas then is some new um, organizations popping up out of nowhere. Um, uh, Guys that are using social media, these electric bikes, um, all this kind of stuff. Um, So, there's no doubt that, yeah, with the Kinnan organization in disarray, which it is, um, also the, the likes of uh, the Mister Flashy organization, which we call them, they're not—they don't have the same clout as what it would have had even a year ago. So they're more open to attack. In other words, by people who
0: might have thought twice beforehand. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Mm.
0: So look, um, Flashy's associate and Nellie Walsh were very lucky there on Monday night. But of course, in another part of the city, um, another man wasn't so lucky. Cormac Berkeley, thirty-seven year old, was shot dead in Hareloan Park in Clondalkin. Have to admit, I hadn't heard of him before. Was he on your radar?
1: Not at all, Nicola. Um, he he hmm. is he was a convicted heroin dealer. Um, he. I suppose he, he's not someone that would have uh, generated much um, I suppose attention from Literally us like, but, but mm-hmm. at the same time I a number of specialist guardy units um, had been carrying out um, very deep investigations into this ind- individual because he was a, a significant um, drug dealer along with a very close associate of his they had their own patch um, this seems to have brought him into a serious dispute with a veteran Crumlin-based uh, uh, gangster um, who, again, he wouldn't be someone overly on the radar um, of of mm-hmm. us, but he's been involved in the trade, I'd say, for about 30 years at this stage. He's a vicious, very volatile, um, and very serious individual, and... It seems that in the months leading up to uh, the murder, he he had his associates basically involved in a, a major campaign of intimidation against the, the victim, um, which uh, ultimately led to him being uh, shot dead. He was shot multiple times. Ten
0: bullets, I heard. Some of the
1: witnesses are certainly ten fires, they heard yeah. gunshots.
0: Um don't know how many hit him yet, but... So they, we're not naming this veteran Crumlin-based gangster because he presumably has no major convictions in relation to either gun crime or drug crime. Well, I
1: suppose he does have convictions, but he doesn't have a murder conviction. So I suppose that's why that's why we're not naming yeah. him. But um, Mr. Berkeley felt so under threat that uh, he, uh, he had interaction with the Gardner last month and, you know, he'd been warned about an act of threat against his life. And he indicated to them um, that he was planning to leave the country. But unfortunately for him, he didn't. And um, he is now deceased.
0: So he was sort of, in that case, possibly the ambitious youngster coming up, trying to grab more and more turf and more and more business. And you have the sort of the more veteran. Anybody who survives in this business for 30 years is clearly... um, you know, hugely violent and has an ability to protect their turf at all costs. So you have that kind of situation going on there. Is there likely to be retaliation from associates of Berkeley? Is that expected? Is there fears that this will, you know, result in more
1: murders? Well, I suppose that's always a concern in relation to when when someone is brutally murdered like that, and when he has close associates involved in this drugs trade. But there, there's no major indication that, you know, there's people, you know, uh, shouting out for uh, revenge. You have to remember that the the guy, if we want to call him a mastermind, this individual um, who is who Berkeley was in disagreement with, this guy is such a veteran that, you know, we'd speak of the likes of Martin Viper Foley. He was, he was feuding with that guy 20 years ago. You know, it's a, he's that, he's the, he's the John Gilligan era. So he's one of these real survivors. So I don't know whether Berkeley's associates would have the means to uh, step up and go against this guy. Or the
0: desire. Um, I think it really shows us that what happened on Monday night is just a little insight into the way these guys do business. It's any dispute, any sort of a power struggle or anything, you just reach for the gun. There is no more mediation between these gangs anymore. Um, They have huge and easy access to guns and ammunition. And that seems to be the first way that any dispute is settled.
1: Yeah, uh, some some, uh, person said to me the other day, sorry, yesterday saying, uh, was there a full moon last night? You know, it seemed to be a crazy kind of um, round of bloodletting almost in that couple of hours, you know. It was, um, but, you know, I think guards were saying for a long time that they expected some kind of, uh, well, for want of a better word, explosion was about to happen. You know, it, it's, it's I think there's only been, um, I think there's been only six gangland murders this year, but there could have been mm-hmm. easily three on the same night. There's
0: obviously other feuds going on as well, which are perfectly capable of spilling into, into gun, you know, into gun crime as well. So it's just part and parcel of the, this world. It's no longer a news story, nearly to say they're feuding. They're all feuding constantly. It's just the way they do their business.
1: Well, I suppose what's amazing about the Monday nights event is that there were there was three there, you know, there was the three gun attacks. They're all West Dublin related, but they're all different disputes, all very different, um, you know, highly complex um, uh, disagreements between criminals. But it's amazing that there was actually no link between all, all the things that happened.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, Ken Foy, thank you very much. Thank you.